Hey, welcome to the first episode of Chad's Beer Podcast with me, Chad of Chad's Beer Reviews. My first guest, fellow Baldy Kyle of No Hype Beer Reviews. What's going on, man? What's up, Chad? Thanks for having me, man. This is an honor. Appreciate it. Yeah, I will say, like, your beard is like a thousand times better than mine. <laughs> my, my wife just commented today, actually. She's like, it's getting a little long, isn't it? So that means it'll be cut soon. So, <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of like blank spots on mine and I don't know. I can't really tell from the video, but like, I don't know how your hairline is, but like mine's like, it's like doing, it's the worst. Cause it's like, it's receding in front and also the bald spot in back, but like, I'll never have like that, you know, uh horseshoe where it's yeah. just bald on the top, which would actually, I think would be better. I'll put it this way. I have more on my face. You have more on the top of your head. <laughs> That's how long have you how long have you had this kind of look um i okay so i guess they have podcasts right we tell these stories so i was in college and one of the people i was living with was a hairdresser and she would cut our hair and, and it was awesome and one day she's cutting my hair and she goes hey kyle you're thinning i'm like hey you know thanks for noticing she's like no i mean your hair and i'm like what i'm like i'm 20 years old what are you talking about I, you don't lose your hair at 20. and uh, she's like yeah yeah you do and uh, by 21 i was shaving my head and uh had a goatee and then a cute woman said you should grow a beard i said oh okay and then no cute woman has told me to do anything different <laughs> so yeah <laughs> really so you've been shaving your head since your early 20s since yeah so going almost on two i'm turning 41 this year so almost two decades yeah yeah okay well i just you're a couple of decades ahead of me because i just started last summer yeah yeah because i used to have you know i was in the navy for a long time and i oh, had the uh kind of like a cop haircut yeah all right my cat logan is over here <laughs> by the way before we get started um we should say what we're drinking so i'm drinking victory tasty cake coffee cake ale um it's a beer that's meant to simulate coffee cake in beer form and i will say it actually does a pretty good job of that i'm surprised what are you drinking that's so wild well i you know we inadvertently both did pa beer so trogues nugget nectar is what i'm going with uh, I look Man, forward we can't to get every... that in Florida. No, oh my goodness, I love this beer so much. I do. I look forward to it every year. They yeah. have a double version, but I haven't gotten it yet. But I, I definitely really? want to try it. Man, we're gonna have to do a trade. I need some nugget nectar in my life. I remember that usually comes out. That's like a once a year release, or do they do yeah. it year round now? Yeah, yeah. We it, it hit our out... area like a week ago. Yeah, it always comes out in January, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I always good. remember. It would always come out like right when, like right around the Super Bowl or yep. when the playoffs started or something. Yeah, it's I funny because. Sorry, go ahead. Well, yeah, I drink. I, this is typically what I drink during the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, do they still make Jenny Bach? Yes. Yes. That was a favorite yeah. of mine too. Yeah. Make a Jenny in Florida. You might oh, be able really? to find. You might maybe you could find Jenny Cremel. That would be my guess is if, if there was going to be one, it'd be the Cremo, which is also a beer. Like yeah. my dad's side of the family, that's like the family beer is Jenny Cremel. I like that beer quite a bit. What was I going to say? Oh, oh, so what I was going to say is Kyle and I, aside from both being beer tubers, like we have this amazing coincidence that Kyle's, I don't know, did you, were you, did you grow up in Binghamton or? Yeah. So I grew up like 15 minutes from Binghamton in a town called Endicott, New York. Uh, the big claim to fame was birthplace IBM. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah. So I know Binghamton. 
well. <laughs> Lived there a little bit with my wife. Yeah. And uh, the shirt I'm wearing now says Johnson City, and like that's the city right next door to yeah. Binghamton. Because my sister, that's where my sister lives. And uh, I, 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 for some reason, I always thought you lived in Wisconsin or Minnesota or something. And then, like a week ago on Instagram or something, yeah. um, there, there's a brewery in Binghamton that's closing. And then you, yeah. you know, we just kind of got talking like that. And then. And I said, oh, like, cause you said, oh, I used to live in Binghamton. I'm like, oh, where do you live now? You said Albany. I'm like, oh my God, I, that's where this show started. This show started, technically I live in Gilderland. Yep. And we were just talking off camera and it turns out like where you live now, where I used to live, it's probably only a few miles apart. Yeah. Um, yeah when did you move to Albany? So this is uh, what, my fifth, five and a half years ago. Yeah. Okay. And what came first, the channel or did you move there first? I was doing the channel when I lived in Binghamton. Yeah, I so I was living in Endicott, and then my wife and I got engaged, so I moved into her house in Binghamton, lived there for a couple years. And yeah, it was just that thing of, I was watching beer reviews, and I'm a teacher, so I'm like, well, I'm used to explaining things. So I'm like, I bet I could do this, you know? So then I started trying to, you know, and then, yeah, just kept going, and we moved, and I, I was doing it in this room, and my wife's like, well, you have all that beer in the basement on those shelves. Why don't you do it down there? I'm like, yeah, that actually makes way more sense. I mean, nothing wrong with this room. It's a cool room, but way yeah. better down there. Yeah, I, I that's something I noticed when I first saw your channel a while ago. It's just like you had like that awesome cellar collection. It's cool. And I noticed like most of your bottles are actually waxed. You do that yourself? Yeah, yeah. I, I got into aging, um, you know, probably like a lot of people when you get into craft beer you like you read up on it you know and i was reading about aging beer and i think there was even a little book i read that was specifically about aging beer and uh got some of the ones that were recommended um and then i was seeing you know beers would come with wax sealing and i don't know how much it really helps with oxidation but taking the time and effort to wax seal them definitely at least psychologically made me want to age them longer um so yeah you know yeah most of those I, I did myself yeah yeah i had a small collection when i lived in albany i had like some of the chimay like chimay blue yeah um i remember i had i don't know if you remember southern tier did a cuvee series like 10 12 years ago it was, it was like a, basically like a barrel aged barley wine type beer were they named like was like just cuvee one cuvee yeah it was like one yeah. two or three yeah yeah i remember i having that i had that in the fridge like the main food fridge for like a year and like every time i open the fridge i see this 22 ounce bomber in the back and you know it took me like a year and a half or so to finally drink it um and it was good but it wasn't worth like a two-year wait or however yeah. long i sat on it Oh yeah, um, I mean, it's definitely an experiment. You're not guaranteed, you know, good results. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's something that I've. If you follow me on social media or you follow my community posts on YouTube, like some of the stuff that I post is like it's halfway between trolling and like legit. And something that I like, especially when it comes to that, is celebrating. Is like I, I did this like a month or two ago. Maybe it was three months ago. I said. Most people who sell their beers like are selling the wrong beers for the wrong reason. Like, mm -hmm. I really don't think, in general, I would say like ninety percent of the beers that people are selling, like, there's nothing to be gained by selling them. Like, you, the reason to put a beer away instead of drinking it fresh 
is that there's going to be something better about it later on down the road. And I can only think of like a handful of beers that where that actually uh, is true. For me, it's like Founders CBS. I remember like when they re-released that in like 2017. Actually, me and my friends reviewed it on this channel somewhere. I'll put a link. (laughs) And it was like so hot at the time. I think that was like Christmas of 2017. Might have even been earlier or the summer of 2017. And then we came back to it a couple of years later and it was like really smooth and nothing else that I've had sellers since then, like maybe like JW Lee's or yeah. like dogfish worldwide style, something extreme like that. Yeah. Uh, Bourbon County maybe, but otherwise like, can you, can you give an example of a beer that you gain something from cellaring it? Yeah. I mean, you definitely, get changes obviously like you said the goal would be it's better um or different but still as good or something you know um the first one for me was bourbon county and i liked it fresh and then a a good friend of mine who was you know maybe a little ahead of the ahead of me even with the beer scene was like i think it's even better after a year so i'm like well i bought a four pack so i'll drink two now and see what i think the year later with one of them and I agreed and you're right, like with the harshness, any sort of like alcohol, you know, um, yeah. I, I think flavors can meld and, and maybe for most of them, maybe a year is the best. If that's your goal is, you know, the alcohol is a little less prominent and some of those flavors to me, sometimes it can be like fireworks of flavors going off. And if you age it for a year, it's more of a cohesive experience. You still get those flavors, but they're melded together. Yeah. Um, and then another friend gave me um, uh, a Sammy Claus, which is almost 15%. Oh, yeah, that one too. And again, loved it fresh, but yeah, with age, I think it's even better. Um, the dogfish head ones were, it's so this is like just nostalgia for me thinking back that many years ago, but you know, them putting ages with the best of them mm-hmm. on the bottom, like, okay, I guess I'll try aging one of these too, you know? Um, so yeah, for me, it's, Hopefully it's better. Hopefully it's different and as good. Hopefully it's not bad or whatever, you know, and I have a pretty good track record, but some of the ones uh, this year I'm prioritizing any ones that I have right now aging that are adjuncted, just drink them, see where they're at. And yeah. Do you mean like adjuncts or like spices or something like with chocolate or. So sorry. So not like I'm not counting barrel aging when I say adjunct here. So like if it has coffee in it, drinking now yeah. vanilla yeah. you know and um you know i mean coffee is a great example because you can get that bell pepper thing pretty quickly with some and then some it's like years later i still get a strong coffee no um mm-hmm. this soon i've already done the review depending on when this goes if it'll be out or not but i did um speaking of goose island i don't know if you had that barley one they did that they had coffee in it maybe 2015. No. i know i had a coffee bourbon county but i've never had a coffee barley one i think i know what you're talking about though i think it was 2018 and i i did not like it and i was on purpose aging it hoping the coffee would fade and it would just be a nice barley wine you know um so that one was very purposefully aged for a little over five years and some of the coffee faded so that was better but it still had more than i wanted yeah yeah I, i actually got a i used to be friends with uh one of the head brewers of cigar city way back in the heydays of Chad's in the heydays of Facebook, you know, like basically like the Obama years yeah. from 
2008 to 2016 or whatever. <laughs> so um, with that, yeah. Yeah, like I hardly even use Facebook anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was friends with one of the head brewers there, and I had actually somebody. I don't know if I if I aged it. I, I think somebody sent me an aged bottle of Hunapu, which is basically like what we would call a hot chocolate stout now. You know, yeah. it's got like peppers and coffee and all that stuff in it. And the brewer, like, he watched my review and he's like, no, no, you guys did it all wrong. Don't age that beer because all the peppers and everything fall out, you know? Yeah. He actually sent me a fresh bottle. I think, I'm pretty sure we did a fresh versus like a year old vintage. Okay. Me and a bunch of friends of mine, we said, yeah, the fresh one's so much better. Yeah. I also think that, and also, it, like, just this week, I did like a 12.8% beer, 11.5, a 10, a 9, you know, really strong beers. Yep. I think it's just the the technology is evolved to the point where the fermentation control is like even if you're getting like these high ABV beers, is that they can like really take out that harsh alcohol burn to it, you know, or just like they can really massage that yeast, yeah. you know, the yeast is happy. Oh no, I'm not a microbiologist. <laughs> no, it, it's wild. I think of um, triple IPAs too. Like I in, in an IPA, I don't want to taste any alcohol. In a stout, I don't mind a little bit of alcohol, a barley wine, like a little bit is, but not in an, and people with yeah, technology, brewing process, whatever it is, if yeah, I don't want to taste alcohol. And it, I, I had a pretty good run where I haven't had a triple, not that I drink a ton of triple IPAs, but um, where I don't taste the alcohol. So yeah, there's definitely something to this. Yeah. Speaking of triple, you and I just reviewed a triple, Belgian triple, that is. <laughs> <laughs> so That'll good. be on Kyle's channel yeah. the link in the description below. Yeah. Anyway, um, man, we're like almost well, fourteen minutes in. We should kind of start at the beginning. So, like, how did you first get into beer? Yeah, I. So I was always an adventurous eater, and then, but beer. You know, you go anywhere that had beer. It was like the same beers on draft and in bottles. You know, and then I think I was at my then girlfriend's sister's um, um, rehearsal dinner. And there was a bottle that had a baseball cap. Like it looked like a baseball on top of the bottle at the bar. I'm like, oh, I'll try that. I just, you know, I like trying new things. And it was from Cooperstown Brewing yeah. Company, which makes sense because yeah. of the baseball hall of fame. Uh, I don't remember which beer, maybe Old Slugger it was. And I'm like, oh, this tastes different. Okay. And not bad, you know, just like, oh, this has different flavors than like what beer tastes like. Yeah. Um, and then I really like the fruity. Oh, go ahead. Like when you say beer, you probably mean like macro lager. Exactly. Yeah, I mean like I went to college in Buffalo, so Labatt Blue was the first beer I actually liked. But I don't know how different that would be than any other stuff like Coors or whatever that I was drinking. Yeah, their recipes are very very similar. Right, exactly. So it's probably more of just like oh, I'm in Buffalo, and that's what we drink in Buffalo than actually the taste of it. Um, but then like the fruited beers um, really appealed to me. I remember uh, a bit of Purple Haze was an early one. Uh, Sam Adams cherry wheat, um, those <laughs> ones, you know, like okay, I like these fruit ones. Saranac's blackberry wheat, and then the floodgates just open. Like in, I, I was maybe a year or two ahead of the curve, not huge, but like a little bit. So it's like, oh, cool, we're getting dogfish head in the area. Oh, Ithaca's not that far. They make this beer called Flower Power, you know, like so. Then trying that stuff, um, you know, then breweries started popping up more local and it just kind of all you know kept happening yeah mm -hmm. yeah did your um homebrew i have not messed around with that no no do you do that at all or 
I used to when I used to live in Albany. And actually, I did okay. it briefly when I moved to Florida. Um, but I found that my batches kept getting infected when I moved okay. here. And I think it's just like the different, like the, it's so humid in here. A friend of mine said just because like interesting it's so humid here is that the bacteria just kind of like floats in the air whereas like where the dryer up north they all just follow the ground oh interesting i mean yeah. I, it stands to reason yeah yeah i would say anybody who's as hardcore a beer nerd as you and i is you should definitely homebrew even if you just do like a kit like a mr beer kit yeah because you learn so much that way um and especially especially if you go for a bjcp like you don't have to become like a master cicerone you know yeah. Um, but you learn so much from actually doing it. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like, like we're basically like critics, you know, and it's like kind of the difference between somebody who actually works in the industry and somebody who's just like an outsider. But when you do that home brewing, it's like you get that feel for like the actual science involved because I mean, you don't have to know the super nitty gritty science to know like, you know, because like if you actually want to become a brewer or even if you want to become just a certified BJCP, you just have to know like a little bit of chemistry and microbiology. And I would say um, pretty much everything you need to know is in this book, How to Brew by John Palmer. Okay. There's Charlie Papazian's book is really good, too. But uh, yeah, if you study for the BJCP exam, this is basically the uh, syllabus. Okay. So um like, you know, and, and you've also, like, you've probably heard terms like acetaldehyde, diacetyl, DMS, dimethyl sulfide. Like, you want to know, like, actually where that, like, what those mean and, like, how they happen. Like, you know, this book and some other books will tell you that. And it's just, you know, but, you know, to become a beer judge, you know, nobody expects you to be, like, have a four-year chemistry degree or four-year microbiology degree. Although, actually, it's funny, most professional brewers that I've met, they do have degrees in one of those fields, <laughs> you know? And so they went into those fields thinking they were wanting to be like, you know, go into medicine and like yeah. cure diseases. And then somehow they just ended up in brewing. Yeah. And uh, a little more fun. <laughs> yeah. So they, yeah, yeah, they just, that they're going to geek out about it, you know? Yeah. Uh, let's see. So uh, speaking of BJCP and all that stuff, have you considered going into uh, or, you know, uh, taking the test for BJCP or Cicerone? I have not. Um, I I don't, I don't call my shtick, but like for me, it's very much just it's at the end of the day. I've accomplished everything I need to do. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have a beer and I'm going to talk about it. You know, like and I think it's all good. We were talking. I don't it was either off camera or while we were doing the video that'll be on my channel but like i find this to be interesting sometimes when people say like i don't do that thing it sounds judgmental for people who do that thing i love watching all sorts of different beer tubers or whatever kind of content right like sometimes i want the very specific scientific kind of stuff sometimes i just want like do you like it or not you know like mm -hmm. and everything in between um I get in the mood almost, you know, like what, what kind of analysis do I want with depth? What, uh, what am I looking for? Um, and for me, just, it just fits my personality more. I, I, I have, I, I don't have that type A personality um, for it. So it's just like, yeah, like, and it's interesting too, like, like I was saying before, being an adventurous eater, um, 
I do like eating a dish that I didn't prepare and it's like, oh, I go like, is there fennel seeds in this? Is that what that little, you know, I, I just, I, I do like that aspect of it. Um, but I, I wouldn't take it a step further. Like, well, how do you grow the plant? You know, but if right. someone like knows about it, like, like my wife and I on our honeymoon went to a coffee plantation. Like I've drank, I love coffee and I can just mindlessly drink coffee. I can sip and really analyze it. But like the experts talking about the whole process, next level, loved every minute of it, you know? Mm-hmm. You ever uh, done any like culinary classes or just like, uh, did, like a garden or anything? I curiously threw him in, 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 you know, we have like our little group chat with my friend Jim and, and Matt and I, and it, it, we, there are like culinary questions like, what would you, you know, pair this with or what, you know, what acid makes the most sense for this idea I have? So we do use him as a resource quite a bit. Yeah, I, I, I'm a very curious person, but in some aspects, it still doesn't motivate me to go that next level necessarily, you know, but the mm-hmm. appreciation's still there, if that makes sense. Yeah. But well, that's actually, sorry, sorry. But like, <laughs> that was one of the things I, I was um, looking forward to doing videos with you is the yin and the yang of you and I that way, you know, like it, to me, I'm like, I'm like loving when you talk about that, those aspects of it, you know, it's like, it's really interesting to me. Um, mm-hmm. Even though I don't have like that. the more uh, like beer judgy. Um, yeah. Technical, all those. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Phenolics and esters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to be a beer judge. Like, like I said, like this book or like, there's really two books is a, uh, I heard the author of that. The one is uh, Tasting yeah. Beer by Randy Mosier. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, Mosier. This, is a, this is a great beer 101 book. Like, you'll learn. It's just, it's beer 101. It's not beer, you know, 401, yeah. you know, or, uh, you know, some kind of master's graduate level class, you know. Yeah. Um, To me, like, it's funny because, like, if I go back and watch my old reviews, like nine times out of 10, even though like I was at the time, like you probably couldn't tell, or I don't know if you were watching me back in 2008, but um, you know, a lot of times I was gonna like bullshitting and now I watch myself and like, <laughs> I was like dead on, even though I was just kind of guessing, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. actually accurate on what I'm saying because like, um, take for example, like old beer. I would always say, oh man, it's like, tastes like lollipops. Like mm. to me, that's still the, oxidation character remember i don't know we're, we're roughly the same age i don't know if you are a kid and you like went to the bank and they would have like those lollipops <laughs> the, uh, the loop handle so you wouldn't yeah. choke on them yeah. like the the yellow lemon lollipops <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah or maybe you give them to your kids i don't know um that taste is like to me that is the taste of oxidation like a beer okay. that's been sitting on the shelf forever um bjcp and some other organizations will say will say like it refer to it as sherry like sherry okay. wine oh yeah okay or cardboard yeah everybody everybody's palate's different yeah and to me like i like i kind of get the cardboard thing but it has to be like super super old but if it's just to me it's just a little old i'm getting lemon lollipop i'm like yeah tastes like bank lollipop <laughs> you know? yeah no it's um, interesting like you're right like the, the sensory experiences how we could be talking about the same exact thing, but describing it two different ways. But then again, having these conversations a little bit longer form, it's like, oh no, I get, I get that aspect of it. Like mm-hmm. that makes sense to me. Yeah. Even though my yeah. mind didn't go there. In some of my old reviews, I'll, I'll say, oh, this is like butterscotch. Yeah. And uh, that's probably diacetyl, which is, yep. you know, 
usually it, most beer styles it's inappropriate um some of the british styles it's okay in small amounts especially ringwood yeast yep and uh that's this something that i've noticed is that beers that i used to hate like i can appreciate now like i like also especially since i moved from new york to florida there's just so many beer style like you can't even get like british beers around here anymore i mean aside from like samuel smith's yeah you know which i love but you know they're usually super old and it's like i wouldn't usually buy them out of the blue just for the heck of it you know it'd have to be like for a reason um that's also what i notice is like yeah when you be become like a when you study basically basically you just read these two books or your homebrew um and you learn just like basic 101 is you start to appreciate like what goes on on to beer and like i can buy a four pack of like pbr and tall boys and really enjoy it like i will just i i could suck down pbr yeah um no problem or you guys have aldi stores up there i think you do yeah, yeah but they don't sell beer there i know what you're talking about they don't, oh they really because no. yeah most all these sell beer and they have at least, uh, or at least they haven't since i've been going yeah uh, they have all these knockoff brands yeah. like and they're like that's that's everything aldi is is just a knockoff yeah. of something else like they have a knockoff of sam adams called like independence al and then they have a knockoff of uh new belgium bat tire they call like boot tread or something they have a, they're the knockoff of Blue Moon is a uh, like uh, high tide or something like that. Like it's yeah. the color schemes are all the same. Yeah. But I will say they have a legit pilsner, a, a German pilsner there called Wernsgruner. Okay. If you can find it, I would say pick it up because to me, okay. if you're actually going to judge that to spec, that is like on a 50 point scale, it's like at least a 40, maybe even a 45, depending on how fresh of a can or a bottle you can get um yeah and it's funny because like so like in my early days like i just hated anything lager anything just basic like that and now it's like my favorite thing in beer is when low abv beers are just like really really tasty especially like kolsch yeah any kind of uh british cask pub ale like that you know like any of the bitters Cause those are all like you know f sub five percent abv beers i mean as much as i'd love a good 15 percent abv bourbon county yeah um you know i can't drink those all the time but yeah you know so is there is there like what is like a small pleasure or, or like what's something that you wouldn't expect to be like a pleasure as far as beer with you or like you know i should i i should have wrote this question down made it a little more comprehensive but i think you know i think well, you know what i'm saying yeah, i get it well yeah you got me thinking a couple things for sure like there there's the um and i'm sure you get the same thing too with some people there's like this misconception like oh you're the beer guy so like you wouldn't want a can of this at my backyard barbecue would you and it's like no no i love that like i would be super happy with your boston log or whatever like no like that's a good beer to me or like whatever you know and, and you know do i like it, it, and and we were talking, you know, like, again, I forget if it's off camera at this point or on camera, but um, like, I don't drink a ton that I don't review. So it is a lot of like IPAs, stouts, barley wine, whatever. But so yeah, it does seem like higher ABV stuff, but I do like some lower ABV stuff. And um, someone one time, they sent me a, a beer that was wrapped up as a mystery. 
and I really liked it. And it was like Miller Life or Miller High Life. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, there's nothing more pure than I didn't know what that was. And I liked it, you know, so, yeah. you know, certainly, um, you know, what I had actually last night, we were out with some family and um, I had the uh, a fiddlehead. Um, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I haven't had that. They had it on draft. I'm like, I haven't had that in a long time. And um, I'm like, I don't want a second beer. But they were doing a promo for Sam Adams, non-alcoholic hazy, little hazy. I'm like, oh, no, try that. You know, I don't want any more alcohol tonight. That was really good. And that was about as small as you can get being a non-alcoholic beer. Um, but, yeah, it, it's it, – I'm kind of – like, I still like the big stuff. But I am kind of trending, like, well, actually – I do like a nice pale ale that's 5%. I just, it doesn't have to be a double IPA for me to be happy with it, you know? Yeah, I feel um, I feel like the, the pale ale is like a really, it's like a dying style. Like the only pale ale like you can get is like Sierra Nevada. Well, and it's around here. And you read my mind because that was, so for the first time last year when I did my top beers, I did it by style, like just styles I drink a lot of. And that was right. the pale ale I had last year. And I had a, like a decent amount. Um, and I live by, um, you know, Fidens, which is, I, I want to say a new brewery, but they're like five years old at this point. And they have a nice pale ale called teacher's pet. And it's like, it's amazing. And I'm like, again, I love double IPAs, but pale ales, I like bitterness. So I don't mind that, mm -hmm. you know, and I love the 5% versus eight or 9%, you know, so, or seven to 9%. So it's like, okay, I like that aspect too. Huge flavor still. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely, um, you know, want to be trending down a little bit ABV wise. Yeah. Yeah. I do not get this. There's been a, so many crazy trends in beer the last few years. I think like the hazy doesn't, the hazy IPA doesn't really surprise me that much. Remember I was drinking Hetty Topper when it first came out. Yeah. Um, although actually a lot of people today will say that's not a hazy IPA because it's like, what 100 120 ibus and most hazies are like 30 or 40 you know um they, they walked so those guys could run and and i yeah. say that very sarcastically because i still love heavy so much can you get that in stores now or do you still have to like go to vermont to get it they do drops in new york sometimes yeah you can get it well you know the places oliver's and westmere by me like they'll yeah. get drops and then you can yeah, it's funny. Well, relatively easy go grab a four pack yeah yeah, Kyle, he, the, the beer stores you just mentioned are where I, I used to go to. And like now sure. I get most of my beer online. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, on uh, Tavor or Beer Drop, mm -hmm. which if you watch my show, you know, I always say link in the description below. Use my link, you get $10 off. Because um, like the only beer stores around here are basically like Total Wine. And okay. like that's like, it's, it's the same three things. It's like hazy IPAs pastry sauce and kettle sours and then yep. like there's the perennial year-round stuff but like a lot of them are like collecting dust and it's just you don't know how old they are you know you had commented uh, uh that thought on a recent video of mine and it, it, it's there's a lot of truth to that i i do like hazy ipas at, at no point am i you know down on them i, I really like that but there yeah. are all these other styles i really enjoy and in it, it, it just my drinking habits, what people like will send me, but like, I want to hear your thoughts on this. I do end up drinking a lot of hazy IPAs. And then it, like I was saying, the video is on my channel, that St. Bernard's triple I, two or three times in that video. I'm like, I can't believe it's been years since I had this beer. I'm loving this yeah. beer so much, you know? And, and that's, that's the, the, the double-edged sword of beer reviews is 
I want to do the new stuff. I, I do some re-reviews of the same beer, but not often. And it's just like, wait, but by doing that, I, these beers I love, I'm like going years without having. That's lame, you know? Yeah, it's funny because like, you know, the stuff that's showcased in like books like this or even like in the BJCP style guidelines, like if you just pick a beer and like they'll say like commercial examples. Um, like, so, okay, so I just randomly picked, um, sorry, it's not on camera, uh, American IPA, regular American IPA. Commercial examples, Bell's Two-Hearted Ale. Haven't had that in a long time. Cigar City Highlight. That's made a couple hours away from me. I haven't drank that in a long time. Fatheads, Headhunter. I think that's a West Coast beer. I've never had it. Ferguson Walker, Union Jack. Haven't had that in like a decade. Main Lunch. Russian River Blind Pig. That's a good one, too. Those are all well, great. <laughs> I can't get that here. It's funny because you actually have that Piney the Elder sign right above your head. Um, yeah. And your your channel is called No Hype Beer Reviews. How did you how did you come up with that name? I was shocked that it wasn't taken. It popped into my head when I was thinking about doing the channel. And I'm like, someone's got to have that name. But um, for me, it's always had two meanings. And like people bust my chops. Like, you, you review a lot of hype beer. I'm like, well, okay, there's two meanings. There's if I'm reviewing a hyped beer, I don't want to let the hype influence me. So no hype, like it's just it's just another beer, you know. And then the other one was I want to actively review a plenty beer, plenty of beers that are not hyped. And mm-hmm. um, you know I don't know how much we want to talk inside baseball or not, but like in real life, the video that I posted yesterday was from a local brewery. That beer was amazing, but they're not hyped. And it doesn't have many views. And I'm like, man, like yeah. I wish people, because like it's a, it's another local brewery. I want to prop up the local stuff. Um, and like, man, that beer was amazing. And it's it's down on views because people don't know the brewery. And yeah, it's, it's yeah. So if it's a local and it's not distributed anywhere. Yeah, like, and, and I, I do get that aspect. Like, why well, can't pick it up? Fair enough. But like, yeah, I was like, oh, it's so good because I want to like hype up these good locals, or it doesn't have to be local. Or yeah, just like. This is a good again, like the Sierra Nevada, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. That is amazing. Like that's like hands down Mount Rushmore beer, you know. And, and and people need to visit that or revisit that. Yeah, that's the beer. Like if you go to like some towny bar or like just a bar that's like not like beer centric at all. Like if they have that on tap, first of all, that's like a miracle. <laughs> I mean, maybe you'll have uh, maybe you'll have like Yingling or Guinness. You know, if a good, uh, even a half, halfway decent bartender, if they can do like a half and half of like Yingling and Guinness, like that's a yeah. great combo. Yeah. Um, I'll even use that, that turtle thing you just put around on top of the pint glass. Yeah. I had a half and half of Guinness like a week or two ago, and I haven't had one of those in a long time. It was really good. I, I have not done that move in a while, and it is, it's a good move. Yeah. And it's funny because like going again, it's like nostalgia thing, thinking back to like the beer journey. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, yeah, going to a bar, if they had Yingling or Sierra Nevada Pale Ale or Boston Lager, it was a huge win having one of those, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and it was always a go-to order for my buddies and I. Like, oh, cool, they have this. We should go and grab it, yeah. Yeah, it's a, if you somehow end up at, like, Applebee's or Chili's, like, on the menu, it'll it'll just say Sam Seasonal. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, I'll... I'll I'll still take it, but yeah, it's, it was, it's a mystery because like which yeah. seasonal they make, you know, a bunch per, every season, you know? Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned Sam Adams cherry wheat and uh, I don't think they make that anymore. I think, I don't think so. Yeah. That I, there's a review of my channel 
from one of the, you know, back in the early days. And I'm like, oh, this is like carbonated cough syrup. <laughs> I haven't had that one in a while. I don't know if that would still taste like that. Cause like, to me, it was just so artificially flavored. Yeah. Well, I, I wonder that and it was interesting because someone commented to me, like, you should revisit some beers you used to love. And I'm like, okay, so like, what are the ones that are still produced? Okay. I bet purple yeah. hate could grab still. And I wonder how much I would like it. I mean, I used to love that beer so much and um there was a bar that would have it that we would go to trivia night and i would just get pictures of it for the table and a guy heard i went to the bar to order it guy heard how much it cost versus what he was buying pic pictures pictures of and uh he, he called me a couple pretty choice names and i'm like oh <laughs> man like i like this beer i don't care that it's fruited like you can say whatever you want to me dude but um but yeah i do wonder now because that was 15 years ago i'm like yeah. i wonder if i still like that beer at all you know not to unfortunately to date this particular episode like the other day you did a video called like don't google it oh yeah, yeah. You, should, you should turn that into a regular thing called like like do it like as like a game show or something like maybe you could like <laughs> you, could, you could do like prizes or something oh, that'd be cool yeah um, although it's really hard to do that like because people would just cheat because they would just look yeah. it up or whatever like um Maybe you could do it like as a live show where people could call in. That would like, be this, do they still make this beer? Although they could still Google it. I guess there's really you no had the best comment for that. This is like celebrity. Are they alive? Yeah, are they still alive? That, that was yeah. the best comment for, on that video. Yeah. <laughs> a good one would be George Killian's Irish Red. Remember that one? Yeah. But even like you said, like the Samuel Adams Cherry Wheat, I don't think they still made that, but they might. Uh, I, don't, I don't really know for sure. I mean, like anything Sam Adams, like they could revive. True. For like, because they do a seasonal mix pack every, you know, quarter. The problem with Sam Adams is, and well, it's not just Sam Adams. It's like every brewery that big is that all their seasonal beers are like six months off. I guarantee you right now, even though we're recording this in January, I guarantee you right now, some brewery somewhere is making a summer seasonal, if not a pumpkin beer. Yeah. <laughs> definitely a pumpkin beer yeah. in january no i'm gonna, it, grab, it, I'm gonna grab another drink i'll be right back i'm yeah. drinking a uh, Lacroix lime not a hard seltzer a soft seltzer <laughs> man the the hard seltzer trend is the most well actually i think the non-alcoholic beer trend is the most baffling to me but the hard seltzer i remember when um that right before they came out because i had a friend that worked in um i think he still works for one of the major distributors he's like oh yeah Hard seltzers, because remember, uh, not your father's root beer. Yeah, I think I that I'm gonna blame the hard seltzer trend on that beer because that was like, hey, you can make beer that tastes like soda, but it also is alcoholic. Yeah. And you think they would have made like more like hard sodas, but they didn't. Aside from like hard ginger ale or whatever or yeah. root beer, because they did. White claws came out, and. Yeah literally like half of the selection of craft beer at total wine is now just all um hard seltzer that's interesting the the, the not your father's root beer that is very thought-provoking to me i i really like that as an idea it's kind of like the the floodgates opening it's mm -hmm. got alcohol. It's not a cocktail. And, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, the hard seltzer thing. I don't like seltzer ever. Like, I, I like it. Just I think it's a carbonic acid. I don't like that flavor. So mm -hmm. it's never appealed to me. But like when my own dad, like, went to his cottage and he had like stocked of hard seltzer. I'm like, oh, this is a thing. Like even my dad's drinking less less because he got into craft beer a little bit. Um, and uh, it's like, wow, like he he's doing this. I'm like, this must be a thing. It's like, wait, my sisters are doing it. My dad's doing it. It's like, this is a big thing. And then the numbers obviously were showing this well. Well, and then breweries, like you go to, I don't know, one out of three breweries. I don't know what the number really would be. And it's like, oh, they have a, they're making a hard seltzer even. Yeah. I don't even know how they're made either. It seems like you would just take regular seltzer and like, couldn't they just get some discount cheap vodka and just like, you know? Yeah. I would, <laughs> you know, I went to Canada once and it was interesting because like their Smirnoff ice actually had, it wasn't a malt liquor. It had a shot of Smirnoff actually in it. So I don't know if that's a, if that's just different laws that govern that or something. So I don't, yeah, I don't even know how they make hard seltzer. I used to love Smirnoff ice when that first came out. Cause to me, that's basically, it just tastes like lemonade. Yep. You and Mike's, Mike's hard lemonade. I used to do not on this channel. Cause like this channel, this I, when I first started doing Chad's beer reviews, it was at Chad to nine seven six on YouTube. Okay, and it was for years, and then I started branching out into like I would do like hard, like I would do like Mike's Hard Lemonade and Smirnoff Ice and stuff like that. Um, they even made like a hard Honor Palmer. Maybe they still do. I don't know. Oh, I have seen that. And, I don't know if they still do, but yeah, I've definitely seen it. Yeah. And then I realized this this was before YouTube even gave the option to change your handle name. So okay. I just started an entire new channel called at Chad's Beer Reviews. And I just started posting all the beer reviews in order. And I kind of like, so now, I mean, now this channel, it has, it hit 1 million views like last summer, which is great. But if I had kept it on at Chad976, probably like at 2 million or so. Um, yeah, I don't know what the point of that was, but um, <laughs> speaking of what, so speaking of YouTube, like what, what was the inspiration or of starting your own YouTube channel? Cause like, it's funny. Cause like I used to do a show like this, like about 10 years ago, I still have all those podcasts saved. I didn't call them podcasts, at the time, yeah. which is basically what they were. I think I might start uploading those for members. If you're a member of this channel, you'll be able to see it. That's cool. Um, Cause like one thing I would always ask somebody is just like, who the hell do you think you are? <laughs> To go on the internet and tell people what you think about beer. Yeah. Especially if you're not a certified beer judge or yeah. or something like that. You know, I'm being facetious, no, of course, but like, what was the inspiration to, I want to go on YouTube and talk about beer? Yeah, I, so at the time I was living alone and again, like we were talking about like getting into craft beer and I, I had friends who also were getting into it. So there'd be like the small bottle share, like, okay, coming over to my apartment, we'll have, you know, these three dogfish had, you know, 750 milliliters I bought, at, you know, Wegmans or whatever. And someone else like, yeah, let's go, let's do a Belgian night at my house, like whatever, right? And then, um, but if I was home alone and I wanted a beer, I was just like, well, let me see what flavors people are getting. It was really just trying to learn about like, I think this is piney. Is that a thing that people say when they drink this beer? And then I saw, oh, there's videos about it, not just things to read. Um, so then it was, I mean, a big one for me, and he just disappeared was, um, what was that? Beer Geek Nation? Uh, yeah, Beer Geek, which, I mean, he had a big channel, so that was obviously, yeah. you know. 
And, um, you know, you know, and it's so funny how the algorithm works, you know, and, and I told you this already, like when you do those videos of like, you know, top 20 beer reviewers of the month or whatever, you know, mm. I thought I knew a lot of the people not like personally knew, but knew of a lot of these channels or most of these beer review channels. I didn't know a drop in the bucket, you know, and it's yeah. so interesting how the algorithms are. And you, you, sometimes you get pockets of like, well, these people clearly know each other or interact more and then these people do whatever. Um, and, the, and those are just the English speaking channels. There's, yeah. there's a, there's a guy in Poland. I, think, I forget his name, Brower. It's Brower something. Um, but he does all his, videos in polish and for whatever reason like you can't turn on subtitles and oh. it gets like 10 20 000 views an episode wow which makes simon at real ale guide look like nothing but yeah, it's yeah so he's probably wild. like the biggest uh beer tuber on the planet but he only does it in polish that's so wild yeah that like it's that specific because if you're going in English, I mean, that's a decent number of countries. They either speak English or like they're in the EU and it's like their second language. So they could watch, you know, yes. Yeah, yeah. I. So I guess, yeah, just watching other people and then, yeah, just being like, I could do that. And, and certainly not that I'm like, I don't have a huge, huge channel, obviously. Um, but like. The fact that anyone would watch is mm -hmm. it still blows my mind. Like anyone wants to hear my thoughts about anything. It's like, oh, OK, you know, and um and then it just kind of became the habit of doing it. You know, like we were saying, like, you know, if I'm drinking a beer, I'm probably reviewing it. You know, like it's, you know, 99 out of 100 beers I'm drinking at the house I reviewed. You know, it, it's weird yeah. about drinking a beer and not posting it to the Internet. You know, it, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's goofy. Um, yeah, I'm like that, too. It's unless like I'm out on a date or something. But well, yeah, like, yeah. Basically, any beer I drink, it's it's like almost every beer. Or I should say it's something that it's most beers that i bring home i'm bringing home to review for the show or at least for instagram um yeah. or untapped or whatever yeah uh, speaking of which um sp uh, uh speaking of ratings because we were saying i think it was off camera like you're saying like you don't really give a beer a score um i i i mean i could see I can see that it's kind of like because I it was funny a long time ago when I was a kid like in high school and in college, my my critic in me started out as a movie reviewer and like this is in the nineties, and there were certain like remember like, Geo Cities and Tripod and Lycos and all, like those yeah. build your own blog sites, yep. there were tons of people doing movie reviews on those sites, or even on the old. Um, news forums or whatever they're called like basically what what like what reddit is now okay yeah uh yeah the the news forums i forget what they're called um but yeah so i met like other beer or movie critics that way and uh a lot of people they wouldn't like give a movie a rating you know like even like be like my i would be like well even roger ebert you know that still scores a movie on a four point scale or whatever yeah like like you can tell how much i liked it if you read the review i'm like well you know what some people don't have the patience to read the review they just jump right to the end and see the score <laughs> yeah well yeah so i and again it, to me it's people doing things differently the, the only thing I, I judge anyone on is if they're hurting someone else right like everything else is just personal preference and people have similar or different thoughts about things mm -hmm. um part of it for me is being a teacher so like in new york state 
85 to 100 is considered mastery, right? So if I'm like drinking a beer and I rate it in 85, I'm like, this beer is amazing. They've mastered this style, you know, but then to someone else that 85, you know, maybe is not a good score or, you know, like it's like you also get the, and and I understand too that you would start to understand that, okay, well, this person is talking about this beer style. Does this sync up to my thoughts about that or not? And then you kind of take it, you know, they're always 10% better or worse than I think, right? You know, like, and that's fair. Um, it just seemed like something else that people could like argue with me about that. I'm like, I don't feel like justify. like, this is my thought period, not me saying something because I want to engage with an art. Like, I don't know. It, it just, and like I was saying again, at this point, having done the video, talked off camera and now back on camera, I forget where, when I said it, but I grade a lot of stuff every day. So it's just like, by the end of the day, uh, I, you know, I'm a little hoarse and I don't want to be grading things, but I do appreciate it's an interesting thing because I do appreciate sometimes when I'm watching a beer review or reading an article about it or whatever, and they do have a rating. Like, so it's something I do appreciate, but I don't do it myself. Um, and also I think just doing the long format and I'm sure you've had similar things with, um, whether like a, a person who likes your take on beer gives you beer because they want to hear your feedback or breweries. Like I want to hear feedback. If it's just a score, to me, that's pretty worthless. I want to hear the thoughts with the score or just the thoughts. Like I'm okay with just the thoughts or the thoughts with the score. I couldn't care less about just the score. If that makes sense. Yeah. That's why that's one of the downsides of untapped is I'd say like at least 90, maybe even 95, maybe even 99% of the users on there, they will just give a beer grade, but not say anything about it. And it, they turned into basically Twitter. I think I think they gave you 240 characters. So if you follow me on Instagram, what I do is every night when I, you know, review the beer, I take a picture of it, and then I write the review on Untapped in the 240 characters, which is usually enough to say what I want to say about the beer. Sometimes I wish I had like another 50 or so. Yeah. And and then I just copy and paste that to Instagram, and you know, obviously I get a lot more views on Instagram. Yeah. And uh, well, actually, years ago, I used to have a blog where I write like probably 100 to 250 words, maybe 500 words. And um, it, it was, that's kind of how I got the book deal. Um, but I think the, the untapped in slash Instagram slash Twitter, you know, 240 characters or so, I think is for me is enough to kind of convey the point some beers are much more complex than others and like there's more nuance and a lot more to say about it some are just like super basic and you know like i'll be i'll have to like pad the review to just kind of fill up all those 240 characters um i forget where i was going with this but um, to build off of this topic not that like a ton of brewery semi beer but that's something except for the brewery who had like a third party contact me the other ones very explicitly said i need like long form feedback mm-hmm. like the, the untapped scores people put like maybe they, they give me a 3.5 for this beer do they like the style do yeah they not like the style you know like I, it, it doesn't give me any feedback that's usable especially if the brewery uh, doesn't have a tap room so they don't get to have the human interactions um 
it just seems like it, it, not that it seems like it has always happened. We're like, no, like the long form, like you're going to take the time to actually talk about it. And, and that's what, that's what I want to hear, you know? Um, but again, I, I, I'm totally, I love long form with the score. I just don't, if it's just a score, yeah, yeah. it doesn't mean anything to me. hundred percent agree. So that actually brings me to, I should have asked this question towards the beginning of the episode, but like, what's your, what's your rubric? What's your criteria? Cause like for me, like it's always been a kind of, well, not 50, 50, but I'm like, there's, there's a difference between styles and like personal preference or hedonistic, you know, cause like, you know, the average beer snob will, or, or like just go on rate beer or beer advocate and look at like the highest rated beers of whatever and they're all imperial stouts imperial ipas belgian quads stuff yeah. like that and anything macro lager is obviously towards the bottom but as we were saying earlier like i love when like a lower basic style like surprises me like like a kolsch or english bitter or something like that like you can get tons of flavor out of that so i mean like i'll take i'll take a 100 point Kolsch over a 80 point Imperial stout any day, you know? So yeah. like when I'm like, when you're watching Chad's beer reviews to me, it's first of all, how well is it to the style? And also like the mechanics, like it's, it's a funny thing about um, judging beer, especially when you're actually judging like at a competition is you have this style guideline. That's like, uh, it's objective, but you're, so it's like, it's this weird, um paradox of where you're up you're judging something objectively but subjectively at the same yeah. time you know because it's like well this is great for the style but i think it's disgusting um yeah a great example of that sorry to toot my own horn here but no no again I, I, that's what i like about this that, again this like yin and the yang thing like i, I really am enjoying this yeah um like my Tuesday night beer school about a month ago, my girlfriend and I, Christina, we did Christmas beers or winter seasonal beers as the BJCP would call it. And one of the beers was Southern Tier 2Xmas. And like going by the guidelines, she's like, yeah, this is a great example of the style, but she actually hated the beer. She detested it. She's like, this is so gross, but she still scored it. Like, I think like a 45 out of 50. Okay. And like, that is, I'm like, Chris, you're you are the ultimate beer judge. Like you hate this beer, but you still gave it yeah, yeah, yeah. a fair review. So when you're doing your show, like what's what's your rubric? What's your criteria? Yeah, I I definitely have some thoughts about this. I would I buy it again is definitely a thought I have. You know, like okay, so I had this once, would I do it again? There was a beer I reviewed recently, I can't remember which one it was, where I'm like and I, I said in the review, if I was somewhere and i could get it as part of a flight so like three to five ounces i would have it again i wouldn't buy another bottle of it like it was just interesting to think about like the the it, going back to your movie you know uh, you know the movie critic uh, part of it too like there's movies i like that i wouldn't want to watch again but i kind of like yeah. the movies I, I come back to thinking about are the ones that have rewatchability, and that for me definitely translates to beer where it's less for me about to style it's more is it delicious or not would i buy it again and one of the things i think a lot about so this is in the i would argue this is the same realm of thought but a little bit different direction is um let's say the beer you know has coffee in it 
And I think it's a del and it's so the right the, the bottler can says coffee stout, let's say, right? And I drink it, I'm like, this is delicious, but I don't taste any coffee. Mm -hmm. How much should that influence my opinion of the beer? Yeah, and, I agree. Right? Like, cause like, well, it's a coffee stout. So like there's the aspect of I love this beer, I would buy this beer again, etc. But then it's not what it says it is, or, 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 or like, yeah. you, you, that was a good example before with your girlfriend, this idea of like, I, I guess it's like the 180 of that actually, like, I love the taste of it, but it doesn't drink like a Doppelbach, but I love the taste of it, you know, like, yeah. it's kind of where it's I go a weird, with. it's a weird synergy of like a consumer and like a yes. beer judge, like, uh, exactly, like the, the review that I just posted, sorry, it's, posted as we're filming this i did this review last night of this imperial stout it's rum barrel age with cherries and coconut okay and it, it does taste like an imperial stout with cherries and coconut but i get like i got like no barrel aging on it whatsoever so like even though it's really tasty and like it's for 12.8 it was like really really drinkable like i couldn't score it at super high because it says rum barrel age and i get no barrel character yeah. on it at all so like i, I think i give it an eight out of ten um but like yeah i'm like that too and, and again i think this is like the perfect example of it there's the likability of it and then the to the style and those are not those are not synonyms you know those are not mm -hmm. the same thing you know it, it could not be the style but delicious it could be awful but to style you know like yeah yeah, yeah those they're not they're two different end goals judging it to a style versus just yeah, what I wanted to get or not. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I used to write a uh, beer blog for the Albany Times Union. Oh, really? And, yeah. I don't know if they still have it or not. It's called the Beer Nut. It was started, it was started by George DiPiero. He runs um, Druthers Brewing. Oh, yeah. He used to be the head brewer at Albany Pump Station, which I believe they sold to somebody, didn't they? A different local brewery. So it's still like local, yeah. but yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, well, anyways, so one of the blogs that I wrote for them, and I should I should really revisit this. I said, are you tasting the beer or the cachet or the because um, it's like, you know, certain beers, like basically anything from like Treehouse or Hill Farmstead, mm -hmm. Pliny the Younger, you know, like and kind of like the whole theme of your channel. No hype beer reviews. Yeah. Yeah. Like the hype. <laughs> yeah. It's the cachet. It's people are drinking the cachet. And I especially I notice this especially a lot on on Untapped and on Instagram and Twitter. When I used to use Twitter, I haven't been on Twitter in a long time. Um, is that people are basically just they're tasting the cachet. It's also like the work for it. Like yeah. to, I don't know how easy it is to get Hill Farmstead now because I remember back when I lived there, it's like you had to go on a four or five hour drive to the yeah. Canadian border and wait in line and get Hill Farmstead. Yeah. And people loved it and i think i'm like well of course you love it because you had to put in all that work to get yeah. it and like now you can go to the ruck and troy and it's not like it's not like all 20 taps are hill farmstead but you get it like at least one or two there yeah. same thing with like hetty topper um so it's kind of like you know are you tasting the beer or the cachet or the um what's the opposite of the cachet you know something that's uh like a bad thing uh I forget what the, the word is, but you know what I mean? I mean, it's classic supply and demand, you know, like the, 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 the supply was less or it was harder to get. So like, it was, like the supply to you as an individual was less, mm -hmm. 
but you're seeing it's on you know beer advocate it's wherever you know highly ranks with demand is high so it must taste better it must be worth more and, and that's not reality it's just it's and it is funny to me and sometimes you know you know a brewery upscales and and they do have to have some time to figure out the new system and the beer is not quite as good even though you know uh, and they're brewing more of it but it is funny to me like as some of these beers become more easily available they magically are less delicious and it's like and again yeah. there can be issues with upscaling i understand the reality of that but sometimes it's like no it's the same system they just started distributing to your state so now you don't have to trade for it it's yeah. still the same beer on the same system same brewers making it yeah and and exactly what you were just saying there is that i also wrote a an onion style like parody or satire piece because i remember when the rock and troy have you been there yeah 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 it's one of my favorite bars it's of all time yeah um when they first started getting like hill farmstead beers like i said they only get like maybe one or two mm-hmm. i wrote i wrote this parody piece it, like it was exactly like something you would read in the onion or or um you know some one of those yeah. satire fake news magazines like that and it said local beer snobs outraged that plebs are able to get hill farmstead so easily yeah. you know and oh, like they, but people said, really feel that way like there yeah, they didn't put it really... they didn't pay their dues you know yeah, exactly. i had to go to hill to, to the canadian border and the snow and middle of nowhere line for 10 hours and these exactly. people they just show up at the bar and buy yeah. it <laughs> yeah yeah and it, it magically doesn't taste as good yeah it, it's so i don't know it's it's like sometimes it's been a while since i've been to a beer share but like or bottle share but like just some people it's like how special they felt that i i am bestowing this beer upon you and it's just like that's yeah. awesome that you brought it you scored it you brought it. Like, i appreciate that but like it, i'm not going to kiss the ring like it's still yeah. just weird at the end of the day and, and you know it, i don't know people just it's so funny it, and again it to come full circle a little bit that's why to me it, it's just do i think it's delicious or not and, and it and for the upteen time i appreciate the more um you know uh, um in-depth analytical approach um and, and that does interest me to hear but at the end of the day for me it's it, it's consumption through taste buds so it should just like it's the most important thing to me is does it taste good or not would i want to drink it again was it worth the price like those kinds of questions i come back to um you know but but the same thing is true i mean there's again going back to movies it's a good analogy or a good you know uh, uh, parallel uh, um, thought process you know there's there's movies i love that would never win an award you know but i still love yeah. them and rewatch them you know so like you know the enjoyment's still there I understand that there are more well-constructed films, you know. I was gonna make a list of like lightning round questions. I mean, I have a bunch right here, but um, or whatever, however you want to do this. First okay. one, right? Let's yeah, let's figure it out. What what is the plural of Guinness? <laughs> it's gotta be Guinness, right? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's just Guinnesses. Hi, <laughs> Guinnesses. I would just word it. Uh, I'm going to have a few Guinness tonight. That's how it would probably just yeah, avoid like, like sheep. Yeah, so it's just the same word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what's the most you're willing to pay or have paid for a single bottle? You want this lightning round or explanation? Yeah. As 
two fifty for Utopias. Oh, okay, that's that's understandable. The most I won one, like, uh, like I won one in a raffle, so I spent like twenty bucks and won the raffle. And then once I tried, I'm like, oh, I really like this. So then I was like, well, at least I know I like it. And then I bought another one. I paid a hundred dollars for a bottle of Lambic, like unblended Lambic from Belgium. Like you know, oh. you can't get those in the states. Like anything that says Lambic here is actually a goose. Um, is it like a same. Chardonnay or um, not Chardonnay, a Champagne kind of thing? I think it's, it's a regional specificity or. Um, yeah, it's just it's just something that they they don't really bottle, you okay. know. So it's it's difficult to get out. Like you have to actually go to the brewery in Belgium mm -hmm. to get it. Um, let's see. Agree or disagree? There is no such thing as an unbiased review of anything. Uh, I agree that there's no such thing as unbiased. Yeah, everybody has their own preferences and stuff. Yeah, I mean, if it's um, blind completely, maybe because it's blind. But anyway, this kind of touches on what we were just talking about. But what is your reaction when a beer that used to be a whale is now available in every gas station? <laughs> I love it. I want more people enjoying delicious things. Life is short, be happy, and don't hurt anyone. Who or what influences your beer buying decisions? Like, you know, is there like, like, yeah, I guess like what makes you want to buy a beer? Like because somebody on Beer Advocate said it was awesome or somebody on Twitter or just a friend of yours or you watch other beer tubers? Um, yeah, I have a couple answers. My wife, because she sees the receipts because we can claim it on our taxes. So yeah, <laughs> I gotta be mindful how much I'm spending and not spending. Um, but yeah, no, like actually kind of like I was saying earlier, um, you know, if I kind of get a feel for someone else's thoughts and if we have similar thoughts and they like it, that definitely makes me feel inclined. Um, I do like watching other beer reviews for sure. Um, yeah. Is there a difference between a double IPA and an Imperial IPA? In my own mind, yes, Imperial IPA would be more bitter, um, but I don't know if that's stylistically a thing or not. But that's it's like porter versus stout to me. A porter's a little thinner. I don't know if that's accurate, but that's in my head how it works. Or is a triple IPA or even a quadruple IPA, is that a real thing or is that just like a marketing term? Oh, I like that question. Um, I like the distinction. But it's like triple what you know but it's just based on like oh it's one or two percentage points higher in alcohol yeah yeah uh let's see i already asked you about selling beer um who has the better bourbon barrel age stout franchise goose island or founders oh goose island to me yeah yeah, I would say, yeah, I would agree with that. Although I actually kind of like KBS better than regular Bourbon County, but it's also KBS has chocolate and coffee in it. And yeah, yeah it's not a one-to-one. -one. Yeah, yeah that's a fair distinction, yeah. Um, if you drink an Oktoberfest in December or a Christmas beer in February, does that seem weird to you? <laughs> yes, but I wouldn't judge someone doing it, yeah. I, I'm team like people won't drink pumpkin beers after Halloween. And I'm like, no, at least through Thanksgiving. Come on. <laughs> in, in retrospect, which IPA substyle, which they don't really make anymore, was the dumbest? Like white oh. IPA, black IPA, rye IPA. Okay. So IPA. 
I, I, I have an, a thought for one of my Thursday videos and I'll just spoil it. Um, uh, Brute, I think was, I, I'm not surprised that that went so quickly. What a silly thing I thought that was. Yes. Yeah. All right. This might be hard to answer since neither of us are actually brewers or in the beer industry, but do you think, and I think, I think it's easier to sell a lame beer with an awesome label than it is to sell an awesome beer with a lame label. Okay. I have definitely thought about this a lot. Why do some breweries get more hype than others? Cause like, like you mentioned Maine's lunch earlier, that's certainly not a particularly catchy label, but the label was that good that people knew that that was a whale or whatever, you know? Right. Um, now I can get it at Trader Joe's, but yeah, like that, you know, it was hard again. It was delicious. And the label is not eye catching people. I, humans are visual creatures, you know, so definitely a label, a cool label will hook people into a beer. That's not as good, but you can have your cake and eat it too with that. You could have an awesome, fun, funny, whatever label and the liquid can be delicious, but yeah, that that's, that's a really, that, that's a tough, like that's, I like that you asked it lightning round. That's like a really, that's a question you could get some in-depth analysis yeah. on. Uh, yeah, I think. It's a cool question. I'm, I'm living proof of that. I mean, well, you can't see my fridge on camera here, but like when I go on Tavor or even when I just go to Total Wine, that like almost everything is in cans now. And so like they're doing the full wraparound label. Yeah. Like they're hiring like comic book artists and stuff. Yeah. And some of these labels are like, they're just like crazy funny labels or like blacklight labels. I'm just like, I'm getting that. Or like any anything that has a cat on it, I would probably buy. <laughs> it is, but we again we're visual creatures. It is not surprising. Yeah. Right? yeah. Do you follow any beer news or like beer magazines? Do you follow the news of the industry that close or not close? It, this is definitely one of those ones where it's other people who I follow posting those video or um, well, sometimes they film videos or they just post links to articles. And it's that to me is much more like that headline intrigues me then I go and read about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Listen to any beer podcasts? No, but it, not, not for any bad reason. I, I, I used to, but then I started riding to work with a guy who's not into beer. So we just kind of talk on the ride, but cause I have an hour and a half commute every day, like round trip every day. So I used to listen to podcasts a lot, but not so much anymore. Well, when this comes out, now you have a reason to listen. Oh to yeah, yeah, I'll make them listen to this. <laughs> Any uh, and what other beer tubers do you watch, or beer influencers in general? Yeah. No, I love that question. Yeah, I I used to watch uh, a few people every video, and in a cool way, I've just gotten to know more and more people. So now I think I'm like a lot of consumers, where it's not so much I watch anyone's like every video anyone posts. But it's more of like, I'm drinking that same beer. I want to hear their thoughts, or I'm thinking of buying that beer, or I've never like I like I would like to try it, but I don't know, you know, like that kind of stuff is more what draws me now. But um, you know, some of my best buddies are um, the Nerd Sense guys, uh, Sean and Mike, mm -hmm. um, Joe from the Beer Patrol, uh, Joe from Jow's Arcade, uh, Matt from Massive Beer Reviews, Keith Knight Three Lumber. Um, um, I mean, Dan and Mike from uh, FLX Beer Reviews. This is one of those questions I'm going to feel bad if I leave out any of my buddies. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, but like, but these weren't people I was Chad from Chad's Beer <laughs> Well, I mean, <laughs> this is a new friendship and it's rad. And, they, and they, we've 
you know, this is, it was what a funny way to kind of start talking to each other. And it's cool. We filmed two things today, you know? Yeah. But yeah, like it, it's, but those people, I wasn't friends with those people before any of this, it was all through doing this that I've, I've become, you know, friends. Um, but yeah, no, I, and again, just to plug that one more time for on your end, post in those uh, videos of other beer channels that I've just never even heard of. So it's just, the exposure has been awesome. And yeah, check out new people, yeah. new channels. It's, it's awesome. Speaking of which, let people know where they can find you. I'll put all your links in the description. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no Hype Beer Reviews. Uh, so it's the same name, No Hype Beer Reviews. YouTube, uh, Untapped, and Instagram are the three I'm on. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Well, thanks for being the first guest on Chad's Beer Podcast. I'm sure I'm going to look back on this a couple of years from now and be like, oh, I didn't know what I was doing back then. <laughs> I think this was very professional, and this will be the best one you ever do. No, no, no yeah. thanks for having me. This was a real honor and yeah. treat. Congratulations on being the first. <laughs> it would be either you or Joe from Joe's Arcade. So there you go. He's a great dude. I, I, I love. Yeah. I, I get to meet him. So in I think I'm life. gonna interview with him tomorrow. We'll see. But cool. Anyway, yeah. Great. Check out Kyle at No No Hype Beer Reviews. Is it NoHypeBeerReviews.com? Do you have a, a domain? I don't or? have a website. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. I'm so lazy with this stuff. You, you should still register it and then you just redirect it to your YouTube. That's what mine is. If you go to ChazBeerReviews.com, it just takes you to YouTube. That's a, I like that idea. That's cool. Yeah, it's 10, bu 10 bucks a year. <laughs> that's, that's not bad, yeah. All right, so this is going pretty long. If you watched yeah. or listened all the way to the end, you know you're awesome. Thanks for watching, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye, guys.